This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. Hey everyone, and welcome back. It's Season 3, Episode 5 of the Golden V Podcast. No guests this week as I'm trying to track down Paul Horn, the president of the new Westminster Salmon Bellies, for an upcoming show. And while I do that, it's just me again, uh, reviewing all your Vancouver sports news from the last little while. I'm a little bit behind uh, on getting to... Um, another show. So I'm going to dive right in here. And one of the things I was realizing based on the last few shows is that I don't give enough due to the Vancouver Giants of the WHL. And I want to give a couple of shout outs too, because um, I often listen to the CHL's um, broadcasts on uh, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver. Uh, But one of the things I do do is often use the Giants this week, which is uh, Giants uh, PA announcer Brooke Ward show uh, running down an hour roughly of Giants news from the past week, including the 5-3 win over Spokane uh, this past Sunday. I caught part of that on the radio. Uh, that was referee uh, appreciation day. And so one of the things about that's interesting about this referee uh, appreciation day um, is the fact that the Giants were wearing the referee sweaters, but uh, I won't dive into that too much, but with the win, the Giants are 3-5-1 and one on the season after snapping a five-game uh, losing skid. Uh, and then looking down it, uh, you see there's five different uh, Giants uh, scored a goal. Colton Roberts, Cameron Schmidt, Ty Halliburton, Patrick Call, and Tyler Thorpe. Uh, Brett Mirwald, I heard him make some spectacular saves on the radio, and I saw the highlights. Uh, picks up his third win of the season as goaltender, uh, looking at shots on goal. Uh, 37 and 37 even for uh, Vancouver and Spokane. Vancouver won for four in the power play. Uh, Spokane 0 for five. Vancouver outdueling Spokane 37-25 in the playoff in the faceoff circle, I should say. Uh, three stars are Cameron Schmidt for the Giants. One goal, one assist, five shots. Uh, Connor Roulette, second star for Spokane. Two goals, one assist. Third, so- third star is Colton Roberts. One goal, one assist, and two shots on goal. Brent Merwald making 34 saves on 37 shots. And uh, Spokane's Dawson Cowan making 32 saves on 36 shots. So I'm really going to try and plug the Giants, as I said, at the front end of the podcast because I never feel like I do. And I'm hoping to reach out to get a guest uh, for some Giants news. Other things to note about this game, uh, 10 different Giants recorded a point on Sunday. Giants have 10 goals in their last two games after scoring seven in the previous three. Uh, first time this season the Giants have power play goals in back-to-back games. Um, and then the Giants have a big, what they call, according to the Giants website, a 3-3 three and three weekend. Friday, October 27th against Victoria. Saturday they go back to Victoria to play the Royals. And then they're home Sunday uh, for a match against the Kamloops Blazers, which is the trick-or-sweet night, uh, which I guess is kind of honoring and it's a great way to do it to... Uh, have a Halloween celebration. I want to look at top giant points getters. We have Tyler Thorpe with nine, Cameron Schmidt with six, Carvin Gronick with six. 
Top goalie, obviously, is Brent Merwald. Uh, goals against average, 373. Um, and now we're moving on to our Vancouver Warriors lacrosse team. I see a lot of stuff on social media with the Warriors right now, counting down the days uh, until opening day. I don't know how many days it is now, but if I look at my calendar, it's October 26th. Giants open the season Friday, December the 1st against Panther City in Vancouver. That game, as I just found out yesterday, uh, is going to be on TSN as part of a doubleheader. Uh, so we're 36 days away from the start of the Warriors season. Uh, I've got more guests planned uh, for the Warriors season. I've been scanning social media to find out what other kind of stuff is happening with the Warriors. Uh, one cool thing on their Twitter account today, uh, at NLL Warriors, uh, is asking you to fire up your calendar. $25 a ticket uh, for the home opener. I'm trying to see what else they got. Um, just looking at their theme nights on 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 Twitter as well. So let's run through some of these theme nights. Home opener December 1 against Panther City. I've got every single theme night here. I won't run them all now, uh, but holiday celebration night, Saturday, December 16th. And then we've got, again, country night, college night, next-gen night. So yeah, lots of good stuff happening for the Warriors, but um, I'm interested to see how the game against Panther City goes as well. Uh, we talked on previous podcasts, and we had Earl Thomas as our guest for all of Season 2. I'm really interested to see what the Warriors do after all the changes. And there have been so many that it's absolutely, I don't want to say ridiculous, but starting with Kurt, Kurt Miloski taking over the team and basically almost remaking the team from top to bottom, number of player signings, coaching, uh, other other management moves. So I think it's going to be a really interesting season for the Warriors and I hope it's one of those seasons for the Warriors where they really turn it around uh, at least get to a 500 mark and actually play in or host a home playoff game would be fantastic and I think it's something that the uh, fans in Vancouver really deserve because I noticed as I went to a few games last year with their old Thomas uh, by the end of the season and uh, the game against the New York Riptide the Warriors had a solid crowd which pretty much filled the lower bowl uh, of Rogers Arena so I think Fans are ready for something different and definitely deserve something different. Uh, moving on next up here, we've got two playoff teams to talk about. One being the Vancouver Whitecaps, who start their series this Saturday, three-game series against LAFC. Uh, Whitecaps uh, in the playoffs for the first time, and I want to say since 2017, or maybe it's a little bit later if you include the 2020 playoff round. But uh, yeah, you know, the Whitecaps, it's nice to see them back in the playoffs. Um, and I was listening to uh, an interview yesterday uh, with Coach Fanny Sartini, who um, was on the Donnie and Dolly show. And I want to do a quick shout out there, too, to Don Taylor, who made the BC Sports Hall of Fame. And uh, Don is one of the reasons why I started the Golden Bee podcast. And also the Donnie and Dolly show is one of the reasons why I started it. So uh, looking at some Whitecaps news here, uh, getting set... Um, to score off against LAFC, and for those of you who don't know, I probably didn't talk about it last year, uh, is that LAFC uh, won the MLS championship last year. And so just looking down at some of the things that happened uh, with the Whitecaps and LAFC this season, uh, played to a one-run draw last time out. 
Caps head down to Los Angeles for the first game. The Saturday next game is November 5th, Sunday. That's in Vancouver at around 3.30 in the afternoon. Whitecaps finishing 6th in the conference, 12-10-12. LAFC finished 3rd, 14-10-10. LAFC beat, or Whitecaps beat LAFC 3-2. Just looking at some other news. Um... For the Whitecaps, I can't see too much else other than uh, one of the big stories, obviously, is the crowd that the Caps are going to get uh, for the game. That's home playoff, which is fantastic. I know the fans deserve it. There's already more than 20,000 seats sold, and I wonder if they'll get to the point where they'll fill the entire lower bowl of BC Place, um, which should happen uh, given the amount of positive press around the Whitecaps. Uh, but that's all the Whitecaps news I have, and I hopefully can get in some more. Uh, but let's move over to the BC Lions. The BC Lions now are set to face uh, the Calgary Stampeders on Saturday, November 4th at home for the Western semifinal playoff game beginning at 3.30 p.m. Uh, obviously, went to the uh, Lions game last week where they played the Stamps. I uh, got blown out 42-16. Um, there was not much or not many positives in that game, uh, despite you think that the fact the uh, Lions actually could have won that one. But they, um, yeah, no, they were brutal. They weren't in that game at all. I don't even think there's really any point in reviewing it, given how bad it was. Um, But there's some really interesting storylines happening for the Lions, and there's some really positive stuff too. Uh, CFL team award winners, Vernon Adams gets most outstanding player. Most outstanding offensive lineman goes to Joel Broxton. Most outstanding special teams player goes to Sean White. Not a surprise given how effective he was as a kicker this season on field goals. Uh, Outstanding rookie is Ryder Varga. Outstanding Canadian and outstanding defensive player. No surprise here is Matthew Betts. Uh, Looking at some stats, uh, Adams had a career year this season uh, in completions, 333 passing yards, 4,800 passing yards, Second overall with 31 touchdowns, uh, QB rating of 105.5. But Adams did get himself, uh, to provide a few caveats there, into a bit of interception trouble, which is well known. Uh, Matthew Betts, as I mentioned, the CFL's 18 best sacks, setting a new single season Canadian record. Uh, Looking also at Matthew uh, recording multiple sacks on four occasions, 42 tackles leads all defensive linemen. And I don't know a lot about Jarrell Broxton, actually. I don't know if he's actually new this year. Um, and Sean White, we know a lot about. Uh, and Ryder Varga, I don't actually know a lot about either, to be honest with you. But that's some real positive news for the BC Lions after the um, after the you know the absolutely brutal showing they had against Calgary. Uh, I don't think we need to keep belaboring it. It was that bad, but. Uh, I guess we have the luxury of moving on um, despite that because we've got a division semifinal at home against Calgary. And I actually think the Lions are going to beat Calgary this time. I don't think they're going to have any problem. I think they're going to rebound nicely, but I think they're going to really have to watch Calgary's running game. Uh, they had no answer for it last week against the Stampeders. All right, moving on to the Vancouver Canucks, who I've left for last this time. Uh, because we've covered the Giants, we've covered the Warriors, we've covered the Whitecaps, we've covered the Lions, and now we're into the Vancouver Canucks, who, as things stand right now, 
sit at four and two. Now the Canucks sit at four and two, having played one game at home and then a five game road trip. And so what I find interesting about this is we all know how the season started with the eight one blowout uh, of Edmonton, right? Um, people are happy with a four and two start at six games. I'm not sure that I am. Uh, given I would think it's going to take them 10 to 20 games to really prove that they have something. Uh, but people are happy based on the last two years starts and the fact that the coaches who were here the previous two years to this year were both fired soon after that, being Travis Green and Bruce, Bruce Boudreau. Uh, I think the Canucks are buying into talk and system. Uh, one of the things I think is affecting the start is culture change in the fact that you have a coach now in Rick Tockett who's stable uh, you have a, a general manager and a president being Alvin and Rutherford who are talking guys. They wanted him here. They brought him in here last year. Uh, there's no management and coaching animosity like there was to start last season uh, between Bruce Brudrow and Jim Rutherford, which played out in the media. And so I think that's translated on, on some better uh, play on the ice. And I think they're buying into what Talkett is selling. Uh, the Canucks, you know, played probably their best game of the season when they won in Nashville on Tuesday night. They're back home on Friday night to play St. Louis. And there's some other interesting stuff floating around the Canucks. Uh, one thing is that Chris Tanev is now a free agent at the end of the season. I don't know if Canucks fans know, but a lot of us do. It's well known about what happened with Chris Tanev uh, at the end of the playoff bubble in 2020 when he was let go uh, by the Canucks and signed by Calgary, and he's he's coming up as a free agent uh, now to return to Vancouver, but I personally think it's a little too late. I think the, I think the Canucks uh, totally blew that one, and I think they know they blew it. Um, I don't think he's coming back here because I think this team has and should move on from Chris Tanev. Chris Tanev, there's been some stuff circulating on social media that if we could get him in a million dollars, Uh, Based on the way he's played in Calgary, and even though he's 34, I don't think he's signing anywhere for a million dollars. He has far too much value to Calgary. Uh, He has far too much value to any team that he goes to. Um, So I don't think that uh, Chris Tanev is coming back here. Uh, A couple other interesting Canuck notes. Uh, We did a podcast last year with Aaron Craven uh, about his participation uh, with the Canucks Autism Network, and he's in the Canucks Autism uh, network hockey tournament last year so just so you know monday november 20th uh the canucks take on the san jose sharks for Canucks autism awareness night uh, we're going to have a, a play-by-play announcer doing um some of the introductions his name is ryan chilton uh he's on twitter at chili chilton and ryan is someone who is on the autism spectrum uh, i've met ryan before so i want to try and get some more canucks news in other piece of canucks news we're covering today uh, that we picked up a couple of days ago is the recent passing of Canuck goaltender Dunk Wilson, who played his first season in Vancouver. And I thought I had a bookmark here, but uh, how I heard about Dunk was um, I own this book that I've had for 30 years, which is called The Canucks, The First 20 Years, which is a book by Norm Jewison, uh, who I think was the Canucks PR guy at the time. I don't have that right in front of me, but I do have the book in front of me. Uh, and so Dunk played in Vancouver. Um, He was picked up by the Canucks in the 1970 expansion draft. Uh, He played in Philadelphia. He played for the Philadelphia American League hockey team. Uh, Yeah, he played his first um, season in Vancouver in 1970. Uh, He played 53 games for the Canucks uh, in 1971-72. And 
Wilson was t- traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm just looking at it here for Gary Suitcase Smith, who went on to have quite a bit of notoriety with the Canucks as one of the uh, first Canuck goaltenders uh, with a winning record and a large number of shutouts. But we're not going to digress from from Wilson, who actually then came back uh, to finish his career in Vancouver in 1977-78. And I thought it was important to include uh, this bit of stuff about Wilson, just because I know about Wilson, uh, having owned uh, that book called The Canucks uh, for the first 20 years. And I'll actually look it up. Because I think if you have a chance to grab this book, uh, you'll, you should grab it. I mean, I've owned the book uh, since it came out in 1990. I've read it so many times. Uh, it came out in 1989, actually. Uh, it's on Amazon right now as a $52 paperback. Um, but what's so fascinating about it is you really get a, a really good uh, look into uh, the Canucks' first 20 years. And it's Norm Jewison and photography by Bill Cunningham. And it's a really cool cover, a painting. And I don't know who did the painting. I should look that up. Uh, uh, sort of the top Canucks from the first 20 years who include Harold Snips, Stan Smeal, Thomas Gardine, Richard Berder. Uh, they got Paul Reinhardt on there who was here for two seasons and Don Lever. So that's a pretty special book. Uh, and I, I, I've gotten in a lot of really cool uh, Canucks news, but I think it's really important uh, to shed light on that book because it's influenced me so much uh, in terms of reading about the team, uh, wanting to learn about sports and sports writing, uh, following Norm N- N- Norm Jewison uh, when I was a young kid and just some of his writing in the, in that book. And it's so well crafted and it's so well laid out and there's so many great pictures. This is the Golden Bee Podcast. Talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada. 